This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 166 of the Catholic Foodie, Feed Your Soul, Cafe Reconcile, and Greek Fest New Orleans. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about feeding your soul. <laughs> and, you know, there's many different ways you can look at that statement, of course. I mean, you feed your soul at Mass uh, when you receive the Eucharist. You receive or you uh, feed your soul when you pray, and God bestows on you His grace. Uh, there's so many ways that uh, we can look at this, but, you know, there's a place in New Orleans called Cafe Reconcile. It's a restaurant. It's a ministry of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Um, and it's changing lives. And they're talking about feed your soul from that perspective. And we're going to talk about that right here today at, you know, the Catholic Foodie, the place where food meets faith. <laughs> but before we get into talking about Cafe Reconcile and the Greek Fest, because the Greek Fest is another place where you can certainly feed your soul, we're going to talk about something else, a little news item here at the Catholic Foodie. Uh, and that's, uh, guess what? Guess what? Food meets faith in the Holy Land with the Catholic foodie. That's right. A unique pilgrimage experience combining food and faith in the Holy Land is set for February 2014. Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, that's me, will lead the trip to Israel together with spiritual director Father Michael Workhoven uh, of the Diocese of Memphis. And the dates for the pilgrimage are February 5th to 15th, 2014. Now, you know, Israel is referred to as the Holy Land because it's the place where Jesus walked, talked, ate, drank with his companions over 2,000 years ago. Pilgrims will get to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, visiting many of the significant locations of Jesus' life, like Bethlehem and Nazareth, Jerusalem and Emmaus, uh, and celebrate Mass in most of those locations. But this is a unique Holy Land pilgrimage experience combining food and faith. You know, some of the traditional pilgrimage experiences include like the renewal of marriage vows in Cana of Galilee, the site of Jesus' first miracle where he turned water into wine, uh, the renewal of baptismal promises in the Jordan River, traveling to Nazareth to visit Mary's well and the Church of the Annunciation, celebrating Christmas Mass, even though it's not going to be December, (laughs) We're, we're at the, the birthplace of Christ on earth, so we get to celebrate Christmas Mass at the Church of the Nativity. Traveling to the ancient city of Jericho to see the Mount of Temptation, and later going for a swim in the Dead Sea. But I hear it's more of a float, because <laughs> in the Dead Sea, you, you actually float, so that's kind of cool. Uh, visiting Jerusalem and praying the Stations of the Cross on the original Via Dolorosa, or the Way of the Cross, then celebrating Mass at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, and then visiting the Mount of Olives, Mount Zion, the Garden of Gethsemane, and the empty tomb of the Virgin at the Church of the Assumption. Now, those are some of the classic sort of standard pilgrimage experiences that, uh, that most pilgrimages to the Holy Land will, will include. Now, in addition to these traditional pilgrimage experiences, pilgrims will also be treated to a deliciously foody buffet of events that will include sailing on the Sea of Galilee. Before touring the Kibbutz Kinneret, Kinneret, uh, the famous shop with little dates and date honey harvested on the Kibbutz. Now, you might recall that in the Old Testament, the Holy Land, right, the promised land, was referred to, was promised by God. It was called a land of milk and honey, right? Well, the honey is actually honey that's made from these dates. And that's so it's a very biblical um, thing that you would get to experience here on this pilgrimage, the, the very heart, I guess, of that promise that God made, a land flowing with milk and honey. It was a, it was a place where the people could prosper. And one of those ways was by making this honey from, from dates. So that's going to be really, really cool. We're also going to be visiting and touring the Bethlehem Winery, where pilgrims can sample the wine and also purchase bottles to bring home. Learning about biblical foods and exploring the fascinating question, what would Jesus eat? Uh, That's going to be a talk that I will be giving uh, in Bethlehem, I believe. Uh, We're also going to visit a local family restaurant in Bethlehem where pilgrims will join me and also some local chefs there in preparing the, the evening meal that day, which is pretty awesome. If I'm not mistaken, we're actually going to be going to um, 
one of the most famous food markets, open markets there in uh, Bethlehem uh, to, to, to purchase items that we'll need for the meal that, that, uh, that evening. Uh, we're also going to have a uh, celebratory meal in Bethlehem prepared by Chef Johnny Gorick and also myself, the Catholic foodie, in an open kitchen. And we're going to learn about Chefs for Peace, which is an organization founded by Jewish, Muslim, and Christian chefs whose objective is peace through local cooperation, cooking, and breaking bread together. Uh, we're going to be shopping with local chefs in the famous food market, most famous food market in Israel. And I think I mentioned that a minute ago. Uh, we're also going to have cooking classes that will highlight Middle Eastern cooking styles. I uh, will be dining at a restaurant that reportedly, and I think this is in uh, Jerusalem, reportedly has the best hummus in Israel. And uh, guess what? The pilgrims get a copy of the recipe to take home. That's pretty cool. Uh, we also get to meet uh, local villagers from Tebia or Taipei. Te- uh, I think it's Taipei, uh, the only Catholic village in the Holy Land, and we get to tour the local brewery there, and later on take a cooking class, another cooking class, uh, with me, the Catholic foodie. And then we're going to journey to uh, Ann Karim and Emmaus, where Jesus met the disciples on the road after his resurrection, and we're going to enjoy a delicious farewell dinner. Uh, there. So that's a, a, a beautiful, it's really going to be an amazing experience. I'm so looking forward to this. It's organized by Select International Tours, and this unique once-in-a-lifetime pilgrimage experience uh, will put pilgrims in touch with the daily life of Jesus, as well as the locations associated with the main events of his life. So I'm very, very excited about that. Father Michael Workhoven is going to be traveling with me a priest of the Diocese of Memphis in Tennessee. And he is um, he and I were classmates back when I was in the seminary. And uh, he's very much involved in uh, different uh, ministries there in the Diocese of Memphis, but he's also an avid foodie and a really good cook too. So I'm very happy that Father Michael is going to be traveling with us. And uh, you can find more information about this trip over at catholicfoodie.com. The specific link, if you want to try that out, is catholicfoodie.com slash Holy Land. Now, today's show, we're going to jump into that right now because, you know, my voice is kind of strained. I apologize for that. I'm, um, again, kind of battling the uh, seasonal allergies down here in South Louisiana. Uh, But what I'm going to do for the rest of the show is uh, play for you uh, the broadcast that we did with Around the Table Radio, Around the Table Food Show, just a couple of weeks ago. It was right before the Greek Fest uh, in, in New Orleans. And we also had uh, the one of the directors of Cafe Reconcile on the show. And I could go on and on about how awesome this place is, but what I'm going to do instead is allow this interview to play through. Hopefully you will uh, enjoy this. It's a very lively discussion. And uh, on this show, Dave Dawson of Catholic Community Radio is with us, and also Monsignor Christopher Nolte of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. So without further ado, I'm going to give my voice here a rest, and uh, I'll see you at the end. Good afternoon and welcome to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson. And I'm Jeff Young. And once again, we have a weekend. It's upon us, and we got a lot going on, Jeff. We do. We do. You know, I love this time of year. I love I know. I can smell the garlic in the air. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know where you're going with it. Well, you know, I, I mean, well, first of all, I mean, school's coming to an end, you know. I mean, it's, it's kids are happy, families mm-hmm. are happy. Sometimes happy. sometimes mom and dads are saying, uh, what are we, we going to do now? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we got lots of things happening. We've been in festival season now for over a month or about a month. Yep. And uh, this time of the year, I'm telling you, every year, uh, one of my favorite festivals all across South Louisiana, one of my favorite festivals is going on this weekend. I can't wait. This has got a place near and dear to your heart, doesn't it? It does. Well, you know, yeah. I, I've told you, you know this, Dave, my, my wife is of Lebanese descent, right. you know, and I, if, if you have had uh, Lebanese cuisine, you, you've have. had lamb and my blood and pressure drops every time I eat it. Hey, it's good for you. Yes, sir. It is. It's... It really is. And, you know, the funny thing about that is we have, and, and we're lucky, I think, down here between Baton Rouge and New Orleans, we've got tons of uh, Lebanese or Mediterranean restaurants. And yeah. all the time they, they, they say it's uh, Greek and Lebanese food, right? Greek and Lebanese. So it's, it's like packaged together almost, these two different yeah. cuisines. And, yeah. and this weekend is the Greek Fest. I, I need an education <laughs> on this. I do. You, you're going to have to tell me how this works because you're right. I 
I'm I'm kind of crazy when it comes to that. I don't understand it. I've just come across it because a a, a very dear friend of mine, uh, Father Chris Decker, who's our program director for Catholic Community Radio, he loves he loves going to the Lebanese restaurants, and oh, I yeah. do too. But oh, I yeah. don't know the cultures and the food, so he's still educating on me. All I know is my breath is just awesome for the rest oh, of the yeah, day. Oh yeah, and everybody moment. loves you. Yeah, they sort of back uh, off. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, well, you know, real quick, uh, some folks are joining us for the first time, Jeff. Right. Who are we? What are we doing here? Wait a minute. What's this have to do with Catholic Radio? Well, this is Around the Table, and I think it has everything to do with Catholic Radio. Thank I mean, you. You know, Around the Table, good things happen Around the Table. And that, whether it's uh, the, the, the table of the Eucharist, right, yep. the, 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 at Mass, where we, we gather as God's family, uh, or the family table at home, where we have dinner together as a family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about communion. It's all about connecting. It's all about um, growing in our faith. And, and we can do that with food, believe it or not. I that's think that's it. a, a fan. And, we, and we're lucky down here because we have so much good food. <laughs> it's part of our culture. You know, I've been talking about that. It, it's hard not to talk about food when you live here in South Louisiana. You're right. And then we talk about the things that we celebrate here in South Louisiana. And I would say about 95% of that is rooted in our Catholic faith. Oh, yeah, it, it is. I mean, well, it's rooted in faith, but it's also, I think, food plays such a, uh important role in all these celebrations. I mean, it's almost like they're synonymous, right? They go together yeah, yeah. like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> I was going to say jelly, but all right. Okay, so. so. In, speaking of which, yes. uh, that's where we're going right now. We're that's going to right. talk about the, the Greek festival. That's no, right. I'm sorry. Yes, the Greek, yeah, the Greek festival. Fest, right? That's okay. right. We 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 have uh, we have someone from the Greek fest on the phone with us. Jenny uh, Zeisis is with us today, and uh, she has her uh, a role to play in producing, putting together the Greek fest. And this year they're celebrating 40 years. So I'm so excited about that. And uh, welcome, years. Jenny. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Jenny, you don't sound that old if you've been doing this for 40 years. Uh, I'm, okay. kidding. I'm kidding. Like All right. Then come, come to the Greek festival. You'll get a free piece of baklava for that. Yay. Party, right? Thank you. I like that. Okay, yes. so this yes. is held at a parish. Right. right? Well, this is the, the well, Jenny, you can tell us yes, more about it. Right. It's the Greek Orthodox uh, Cathedral here, the Holy Trinity, right? Yes, uh, uh, 1200 Robert E. Lee, uh, exactly. Uh, we've been here at this site since uh, 1980. We okay. built our community center first, and then we had festivals here for about five years, mm-hmm. and then we were able to build our beautiful cathedral right next to our cultural center. So wow. we've been, um, yes, and we are the first uh, Greek Orthodox Church in the United States. Right here in New Orleans. Really? We'll celebrating yeah. 150 years next year. Yeah. Really? That's oh amazing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I didn't know so, that. Uh, wow. They say New Orleans is a melting pot, and it certainly is. Yes, and indeed. here you have a, a Greek community uh, celebrating their 40th year of Greek festival. i got to tell you, this is where Jeff is at his most excited. In fact, we're, we were a little late calling you only because Jeff was describing all the food that you have at oh, this festival. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think I heard that his wife is Lebanese. Yeah, you heard That's that. That's right, yeah. And uh, my new son-in-law is Lebanese. Oh, so, wow. you know, that whole Mediterranean <laughs> area, we all share the same food and the same right. uh, spirit, cultural spirit, yeah. And the music is so similar. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the da- dancing, it's... And the thing I love about uh, the Greek-Lebanese cuisine, and we, Dave, you and I have talked about this before, especially South Louisiana, that's why it all fits together so well, because yes. in South Louisiana, all these traditional classic dishes that we have here, like gumbo and jambalaya and right. all these things, those are our, our one-pot meals. They're big pot meals. Yes. You don't make just yes. a teeny tiny bit one serving of gumbo. You're going to make a pot of gumbo. Right. And yes. it's the same thing with the Lebanese cuisine. It's the same thing with the Greek cuisine. Yes. you got these big uh, meals. It's wow. all it's all focused on the family. Well, well not, exactly. Yeah. And if you're going to sit, if you're going to uh, roll some domadas, which are the stuffed grape leaves, you're certainly not going to do it just for 12. You're going to make hundreds of them, actually. That's and, right. And <laughs> don't, we don't, have that so much in common, too. Grape leaves are called what? Domadas. Domadas. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and uh, all right. we sell them here. Okay. They're on our dinner plate. And we also sell them in our uh, grocery. They're uh, seven to a package. And uh, we hand roll them with uh, rice and different spices. I've had them. I think it's wonderful. And oh, I dip yeah. them in this... this 
Tell me about this sauce that I'm dipping the, the in. The tzatziki like sauce, the yogurt, and yeah. pepper, and garlic sauce. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so yeah. good. All right. Y'all describe some of the other foods uh, that, that we're going to have at this festival. Jeff, Jeff was telling me about the what's on this bit, lamb? We have lamb, yeah. Right? Well, yeah, we do. Uh, we cook 150 whole lambs. We, uh, 100? Okay. 150 whole lambs. <laughs> oh. We uh, we cut them up, we roast some of them, and some of them we cook them on the open fire spit. Oh, my. And uh, I think what's the difference between our lamb is that we uh, marinate it in the Greek seasonings, oh. and then we uh, uh, roast them and then put them on the open spit, and uh, delicious. And we use olive oil and a lot of lemon, and uh, mm-hmm. our roasted lamb is really very good. Very and, uh, good. and it's a big seller, I'm sure, because, you yeah. know, I, I, when I'm... Uh, we've been out there. I'm telling you, this is a every year. It's a big celebration for my family. We've been uh, a part of going to the the Greek fest, and yeah. because it's so close to uh, the the yeah. Lebanese, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and and we really uh, enjoy that and the yeah. food and the dancing and all of it. And uh, matter of fact, my my kids, my three children, like to go and volunteer and help in the uh, in the grocery area, selling oh, olives awesome. and feta cheese yeah. and oh, all that. I forgot about yeah. that. You can buy that stuff and bring it home. It's really yeah. awesome. Exactly. But here's the thing: is that with the the lamb, you can buy it by the pound. Yeah. Okay. And I'm telling you, I watch people every year, and it's like the the line to get the lamb. People just love that. Oh, you better get there. Lamb, well, you know. Said- how many did you say? 150? 150. We have a, yep, we, we cook 150 whole lambs. Wow. And uh, usually we tell people Friday, Saturday we're pretty good, but mm-hmm. then usually by Sunday late afternoon we're beginning to run out. All so, right. Uh, so get there early. Yeah, get there early. Okay, and, I'm coming in from Baton Rouge, y'all. Uh, where am I going? You're going to the corner of Robert E. Lee and St. Bernard. Uh, mm-hmm. We're right on the bayou. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, you would get off at West End. And okay. come down West End to Robert E. Lee. Mm-hmm. Okay, get off at West End. And it's close, it's close okay. too. If you, I think if you just went right up Canal, you did it. And you go right? come up Canal to Robert E. Lee. Yep, take a right, and uh, we're right on the bayou. Probably at the exit, I could probably roll down my window and just follow my nose. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> probably. There you probably, go. There you, you know. Go. Yes, uh, yes. Now, you also, I know the last few years at least, you, you also have uh, wines that are not only Greek wines, but they're actually produced uh, in what's the connection I, can't, I just can't, I'm trying to yeah, remember this we, we, um, we are with a, a Greek uh, winemaker who, who brings the wines in from the middle part of Greece called the Poloponesos oh. sort of in the Kalamata area mm-hmm. where also mm-hmm. the olives, olives. Come from. I know right. the olives yeah. yep. I love the and, olives uh, okay. there's some brothers that have a winery and uh, they, they bring in their wines for us they're, they're uh, out of Boston but they come down here and they talk about their wines. And Greek wine is starting to peak uh, and to be a competitor in the wine uh, industry. And, yeah, you get to come in, you get your cheese, you get a bottle of wine, you go sit on the bayou yes. in the evening with the water, the stars, and the moon. You feel like you're in Greece. Okay. I know. It's, it's awesome. Um, there. Okay. What, what kind of cheese are you guys talking about? We're going to have, uh, of course, the feta cheese. All right. I love that. And, and then we're going to have the manuti cheese, which is um, sort of a combination of ricotta, cream cheese, soft-like. Um, mm-hmm. Very, right. very good. Very, very good. good. Then like we're going to have uh, two hard yellow cheeses, a cassetti, which is uh, slightly salty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to have a kefalotiti, which is very good to uh, put on pasta. Um, hmm. Very good, actually. Wow. I, I love cheeses. So, I mean, if I, I, I came, I, I, I could get some bread, cheese, the wine. That just really sounds cool. You'd, right. You'd if you come happy. to the grocery, yeah. she makes homemade Greek bread. Oh. And then you can get your little loaf of Greek bread. You get your cheese. You get your olives. You go across and get your bottle of wine. and. Yeah. Hey, look, oh. pretend you're in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Oh, that sounds nice. Now, what are the, some of the other foods? I know, like, well, uh, classic things our, like Spanakopita. Yeah, we have our traditional Spana. Greek dinner, uh, which is $12. And that you serve, we serve the pastizza, which is the Greek version of lasagna. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then we have tiropita uh, on it, which is a uh, filo with the feta cheese. Oh, it's so good. We have Whoa. the Greek meatball <laughs> with the sauce. We have the Greek salad, okay. and we have the stuffed grape leaves. Uh, what, is the, what is the pastry with the... 
with the cheese. The teropita. Teropita and the the spinocopita is the one with the spinach. With the spinach, yeah. Okay, all right. Just I'm just kind of logging that in so I know what to go ask for. But it looks like I'm just going to have everything when I get there. And we do have a vegetarian plate that has um, we're making home styled fresh string green string beans with uh, tomatoes and garlic and olive oil with a very popular vegetable dish in Greek cuisine, and that's going to be on the uh, vegetarian plate. Mm. So tell me about the music. I mean, you're going to have music there? Yeah, we are. We have a, a beautiful stage up there on the, close to the bayou. We bring in a, a Greek band, Alpha Omega, that comes in from Atlanta. Uh, all right. That's awesome. And they play the traditional <laughs> Greek folk dances and um Everyone just joins in. It's just sort of like Cajun dancing. You just get up and you start moving around. And that's and right. Just, Do I have to know how? No, you Good. don't. Good. You know, no, you don't. You just get up and just join in there. Oh, my goodness. You could do the moonwalk, you know, like uh, there you go. Michael yeah. Jackson used to do. I cannot do that either. So, yes, you know, yes. But I will do whatever Greek there is. You know, I just, really, just, this, is, this is where you can come and just immerse yourself in the culture and enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Now, exactly. now, to get in, it's uh, what, $5, $5, I believe, to get in. Children under 12 are free. Mm-hmm. And there's and, lots of, ki- oh, lots of really stuff for kids. Oriented. Oh, yes, lots of stuff for kids, right? Yes, we have a whole, uh, it's called the Athenian Playground. We have uh, we have canoe rides. We have a climbing wall. We have um, inflatables for children. We have some arts and crafts for children. So yeah, we have uh, a nice area for parents to uh, entertain their children while they're here. All right. So that's this weekend, starting at what time? We start uh, tonight, five o'clock, uh, okay. the twenty fourth. We start at five o'clock to eleven. On Saturday, we're open eleven to eleven. And on Sunday, we're open 11 to 9. That sounds like so and, much fun. And I'll, I'll be there all three days. All right. And one, <laughs> and one more time, how do we get there? Yeah, I know Jeff will be there. Okay, we're, we're on the corner of Robert E. Lee and St. Bernard, 1200 Robert E. Lee. Uh, you either can get off of the interstate at West End, come down to Robert E. Lee, or you can get come up Canal Boulevard till you get to Robert E. Lee and we're uh, four blocks from uh, Canal Boulevard and Robert E. Lee and this going is... towards UNO. Going towards UNO. Okay, great, yeah. great. And this is the 40th year? This is our 40th year. Wow. Yep, yep, wow. yep, yep, yep. What an anniversary. We are very excited. And we thank the New Orleans community at large for supporting us these last 40 years. They've uh, been truly our, our uh, supporters and have helped us to build our beautiful cathedral yes. and our cultural center. Well, Jenny Zeises, thank you for joining us. All right, thank we're, you. We're going to be there. Okay, thank you. Opa, 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 Opa. 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 <laughs> I love it. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, does that sound like fun? I love it. Yeah, well, I, I, I tell you what. Okay, so this is a travel destination. I mean, you want to oh, yeah. travel to this because one of the festivals that I had gone to before we had the food show on the air, okay, was à Manger. Mm-hmm. okay, down in Belrose. Yeah, you travel for that. Then, in fact, they had people coming from all over the country, uh, to this because it's all about the Cajun food. Right. And the right. whole festival was geared around that. Well, this is the oldest, see if I got this right, Greek Orthodox Church in the in the, in the, in the yeah. United States. Mm-hmm. And that, well, that is definitely something it's amazing. to celebrate. You know, and it's funny. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. All right. Well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk. Uh, we'll talk food. food. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Right. Welcome back. To Around the Table, I'm David Dawson. And I'm Jeff Young. And uh, boy, 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 we have been talking about a Greek festival. That's right, Greek weekend. Fest this weekend. And we were talking about how to get here from Baton Rouge. And basically, when you get to the West End exit, you roll down your window and follow your nose. And the right. Yeah. You, too. <laughs> you were That's telling right. me something off mic here that about the parking. Because that is right. something... Oh, yeah. All of us from Baton Rouge, that's, that's the first thing we think of is, where am I going to park in New Orleans, right? Well, not just uh, not just Baton Rouge. I mean, goodness gracious, you live here and you, you worry about going downtown and parking. You know what I'm saying? I, yep. I, I've, I've gotten more than one uh, parking ticket in uh, New and Orleans. And so good at giving them. Oh, it, yeah. We've actually overpaid one and uh, tried to get that money back. And guess no, what? Oh, no, it's in no. a system. You'll you'll yeah. get it like in 20,000 years. Mm-hmm, right, right. But uh, the good thing about the Greek Fest, though, they do have parking. They've got some kind of an agreement set up with, I believe it was a, a former high school that was there. Lots of parking that's available. There are signs to, to uh, direct you back and forth. And, and there's shuttles that will, uh, oh. and even if you park and you walk, they'll stop on the side of the road and pick you up and bring you. So oh, this sounds they're like real good. Fun. They're just very hospitable. This you know? sounds like a lot of fun. I'm I'm all over that. 
yeah. right. Well, now let's go in another direction. Now, this is something that I've only heard of. And every time I, I, I hear about it, I'm, I'm very moved about what's going on here. This is an ingenious idea. I, I think so. And, you know, I have to admit, I've never been there myself. I have I, literally, it's, I think it's been years I've wanted to go, never have. And uh, I know that they were closed for a while, I believe, for like remodeling or something. We'll find out. But uh, Cafe Reconcile, Cafe, Cafe Reconcile, Reconcile, which yes. is uh, in the downtown area and mm-hmm. uh, serves incredible food from what I hear. I mean, now, just you been, say downtown area again. You're talking to a Baton Rouge guy. What does that mean? The quarter or the business district? Where are you talking about? Well, let's find out. Oh, well, there you go. We've got a guest on here from Cafe Reconcile. We have Dave Emond uh, on with us. And Dave, you there? Yes, I sure am. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Great. It's good to be with you guys and your listeners today. Well, y- you know, this I have heard uh, a lot about Cafe Reconcile, and what you guys do just blows me away. Uh, first, we'll, we'll talk about, because we kind of got a little mystery, what part of town are y'all in? What part of New Orleans are you in? Yeah, we're in a section called Central City, um, which is west of the, of the French Quarter, upriver. Um, but, you know, just about a five-minute drive uh, from downtown. Uh, it's an area that... Um, was actually the birthplace of the civil rights movement in this city and uh, was really a place where um, we had a lot of opportunity for African-Americans to begin to own businesses. Um, And yeah, it's a a very historic and proud neighborhood, um, which suffered a period of considerable decline in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And now we're very pleased to say we're really back on our way um, to restoring that great history that we have here. All right. So um, coming in from Baton Rouge, how do I get there? Uh, Very simple. You're taking uh, I-10 East and you're going to take it, um, you're going to, you're going to exit at the um, Route 90 uh, connector as if you're going over the Crescent City connection and Mm -hmm. then just take the Loyola exit. Loyola exit. Okay. Loyola exit, and then take your first right onto Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard, and we're four blocks up on your right. Okay, now we have another direction to come from. We have uh, we have uh, our, our listeners go all the way to the Alabama Mississippi line. So suppose we're coming oh, wow. in from the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Well, I just just reverse the I ten. Okay. You're gonna yeah, continue <laughs> to take that um, Route ninety connector, and mm-hmm. uh, all of our directions are easily accessible on our website, which is oh, cafereconciled okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Perfect. Awesome. Now. now Tell us the story about Cafe Reconcile. Sure. Well, um, you know, we're really blessed. We were we were co-founded by a Jesuit priest back in uh, 1997 um, as a faith-based social enterprise, uh, not-for-profit, which essentially, in a nutshell, seeks to equip uh, disconnected, high-risk youth in our city from 16 to 22 years old. Uh, we try to help them uh, to e- equip themselves with the skills and the confidence that they need to go out into the hospitality industry, which, as you probably know, employs over 50,000 of our New Orleans residents, um, and get jobs that they can keep over the long term so that they can achieve a level of stability and success, not just for themselves, but for their families as well. Yeah, it it really is, and you know, I mean, the, the, and that's a beauty part of it. I think you know when you when you when I, this what I've heard at least about Cafe Reconciles two things: great food and uh-huh. a great cause, right? Great mission, and uh, it, it, it's an it's an it's an amazing thing. But I keep hearing all about the food. I'm looking at your website, <laughs> and I'm looking at your website, and I'm seeing. I mean, you've got recipes that you post up here. You've got, uh, I mean, this is not this is really good food. Absolutely. We put our fried catfish up against any in the city. We put our bananas, fosters, uh, bread pudding, again, up against any in the city. It's a real um, southern food, soul food restaurant. Um, and uh, people come here. You know, one of our one of our catchphrases is "Feed Your Soul," and obviously there there's a lot of directions you can go with that. Um, but uh, yeah, we really do feel we we put out a great product. And the truth is that people do come here to support us for our mission. Um, but they're going to come a lot more often if if they're also getting a great meal in the same process. That's right. They come back. They come back. Uh, they, it's like they go to uh, celebrate the the mission, and then they they taste that food. They go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I imagine you have a lot of success stories coming up. Oh, we sure do. Um, you know, so 
So we've been in business now for 13 years. We've had over 1,000 people successfully complete our program um, and go out and, and secure employment at some of the best, most established restaurants and hotels in the city, hmm. uh, from Dickie Brennan to Emerald to John Besh to the Ritz-Carlton, um, our number one employer partner right now, which employs 14 of our graduates, is the Lowe's Hotel. Uh, so about 7% of their workforce is actually Cafe Reconcile graduates. Wow. Um, one of the young men who had worked there for two years recently was awarded a $60,000 scholarship wow. to go up to New York City and study at the French Culinary Institute mm. for a year. So he's just at the tail end of that year of advanced study, and he's going to come back down to New Orleans this summer and secure a management position in, in one of our city's kitchens. Um, and uh, that's all that's all provided by the John Besh Foundation. So, um, you know, we're, we're not looking to just help these young people get entry-level jobs that they can limp along for the rest of their lives, we're really hoping that that's going to be a springboard for them yeah. um, to really to really break the legs of poverty. And our founder, Father Harry Thompson, um, when he was envisioning uh, this ministry, really developed it to combat what he regarded at the time as the three uh, primary social ills that were plaguing our city, and, and he described those as poverty, prejudice, and fear. Mm. Um, you know, and I think if you fast forward 15 years, you'd say that uh, those continue to be um, the three kind of seemingly intractable problems um, and that we continue to battle and work mm -hmm. to overcome. Um, but, you know, we've got a thousand success stories now to, to share um, with the community to say that, you know, it is possible um, for our young people who have grown up um, without opportunity, without much of a support system in place, it is possible for those for those youth to build a successful future for themselves. So we're really excited. That's amazing. You, you, you're going along uh, pretty much person by person conquering the very problems uh, that we're having in the city, but then uh, we as customers reap the benefits, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's a, it's a partnership. It yeah, truly buddy. is. Um, and, and, you know, I think part of the real blessing of our mission um, is that we do have this restaurant which serves as a gathering space for people. Um, you know, and as you talk about kind of the, the intersection of food and faith, um, really the, the great, uh, I think the great thing about our mission is that people can get together and engage in conversations about solving problems. Um, so you're not just coming and having a meal, you're coming and being a part of a solution. Um, and that's something that we try to reinforce with the messaging in our cafe and with, um, you know, kind of the, the fun-filled atmosphere that we try to provide um, in the restaurant. For example, today we had the general manager of, of a local hotel, the Maison Dupuis, mm -hmm. who came for lunch with some of his staff um, and met a couple of students uh, during during their lunch service and actually offered them both a job on the spot. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so, you know, we clanged the glass and got the attention of the whole restaurant and yes. celebrated the success of these two young men, um, you know, neither of whom has ever completed anything in his life to this point. Um, wow. And so to have the adulation of 100 people there gathered in oh the restaurant, um, you know, was just a tremendous thrill for them. And you know what? It's a tremendous thrill for us um, because this is just the first step on a path that we know is going to be filled with opportunity and potential for them. It's life-changing, huh? Oh, absolutely. And not just for them. You know, we think that actually the greatest beneficiary um, of the services that we provide isn't necessarily even the generation of youth that we're serving. It's their kids. Oh, wow. um, and, uh, you know, because, because these young people that we serve are going to put in place more systems in their, in their home situation, in their family life, to be able to make sure that, you know, their children finish high school and their children um, have all the opportunities that, that they should have, you know, that, yeah. um, that we think we should all have. Um, and, uh, and so as you look across, you know, I think the, the multiplier effect generationally, um, you know, we're really hopeful that we're going to really affect some, some significant long-term systemic change, not just individual change. Right, right. And, you know, for our listeners uh, who may want to come and eat at yeah. Cafe Reconcile, where, I mean, you're open for lunch, correct? Currently, we're open for lunch. Yeah, we just finished a major renovation, a uh, $6 million renovation to, we, we 
increase the amount of space we have in our facility uh, by a factor of five. So we've mm. expanded our restaurant. We now have outdoor dining. We have a major uh, banquet facility funded by the Emeril Lagasse Foundation, which can seat private parties for uh, crowds of up to 120. Gosh. Um, mm. We have a major family learning center funded by Shell, which does um, connective services, housing, transportation, um, health care, you name it. We help our, our young people find linkages to those services they need in their lives. Um, but yes, our general business hours uh, for lunch, Monday through Friday, 11 to 2.30. Um, and this summer we'll be opening for breakfast, weekdays as well. And then by oh, the end man. of the year, we hope to be opening for weekend dinner and a gospel brunch mm. uh, on the weekend. Okay, uh, so, we're, so we're mostly right now, we're talking lunch. Yeah. Okay. We're talking uh, weekday right. lunch. Gotcha. Absolutely. Okay, all right. And we also do off-site catering. So um, particularly for your New Orleans listeners, if anyone's having an event, uh, whether it's a wedding reception, a family reunion, um, any of those kinds of things. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just are... making notes here. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are ready and eager to serve. Wow, that, that, that's incredible. That is beautiful, and you know you got. I mean, you got daily specials. I'm I'm just checking this out here on the website now because. Uh, okay, what's the website? The website, uh, well, cafereconciled.org, correct? That's correct. Oh, yes. easy. Okay. I mean, but like on Mondays, you've got. Uh, of course, I mean, this is New Orleans, so you got to have red, red beans, beans and, and rice, rice. You know, you yeah, got, got to. <laughs> red beans and rice. You can. Uh, you got andouille sausage, or you have boneless fried chicken. You've got uh, chicken andouille jambalaya on on Tuesdays. I mean, there's just just tons of stuff here. Yeah, Emerald Emerald Lagasse's favorite is the smothered pork chops on Tuesdays. So make sure you set aside some time on Tuesday to to come for those. When do I get this catfish you were talking about? That we serve uh, proudly every day of the week. Oh, every day of the week? Yeah. You can always get it, and we recommend it with a little crawfish sauce on top. Okay, I'll do that. All right, so so when I get there uh, early, I mean, if if I get there early for lunch, what time do you open? We open right at 11 o'clock. Okay. um, And if you come before noon... You'll get a seat, no problem. Uh, you know, from noon to one, mm-hmm. uh, we've been really, we've been really fortunate to have a line out the door pretty much every day since we reopened after the renovation about two months ago. Um, so, but yeah. please don't let that stop you. Um, we think that uh, a line out the door is a great sign of um, the quality of the food you're you're going to experience, and also just the quality of the atmosphere and and the spirit inside. So, somebody who's listening um, uh, and says, you know, I have cooking skills, uh, I want to begin somewhere, you know, do they come give you, what, what do they do, give you a call or what happens? They can absolutely give us a call. Um, they can call us at our, our main number, which is 504-568-1157, uh, or they can visit our website and uh, just send an email to us through the contact page, um, and we would love to talk with them more about where they're at in their situation and how we might be able to help. Awesome. Well, Dave, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, we appreciate oh, that. It's my and, pleasure. Uh, man, y'all are doing good work. Feed the soul. Well, thank you so much. And, and let me just issue a challenge to both of you to uh, make sure you get yourselves over here for some lunch uh, before too long. Very soon. We're going to have, we'll we'll have we, we will certainly do that. <laughs> All right. Great. All right. Well, I look forward to it. Thank you, Thank Dave. you. Thank God you bless. both. All right. You too. How about that? Oh, well, let's go now. Can you, <laughs> oh. can, you, can you imagine, though, I mean, considering what they're doing at, at the same time, they're serving great, and you know that this is something that I have discovered recently. I haven't found a bad restaurant in New Orleans. As my brother-in-law told me, you better be good uh, if you're going right. to have a restaurant in New Orleans, because this is New Orleans. <laughs> well, if it's not good, it won't stay around for long. Not, you know? not long at all. And, and so, But here, look what they're doing. They're giving people this opportunity to, to develop, learn, or even uh, share their skills that they already have, right? Right. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and use, use those, shine that light. Use those talents, right? It's life-changing. And I think, you know, the thing is, this is a, a very concrete example of where food meets faith, you know? It, it's huge. And, and what is the result? It, it is life-changing. It is. It has a great ripple effect, and we can, you and I can go enjoy it. Yeah, right. that, that's uh, that's Lanyap, man. That's Lanyap. <laughs> All right, when we come back, you got some recipes to share? Yeah, we're going to do a little Mediterranean stuff today. Just like we were talking about. Well, yeah. All right. You know. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson. And I'm Jeff Young. And uh, boy, boy, we are, uh, this, this has really been enjoyable. We've been talking Greek food, then we've been talking Cafe Reconcile, 
Their story is amazing. It really is. Yeah, this 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 city, New Orleans. I'm born and raised in Baton Rouge, but I know that this city is just rich in the food and Catholic culture. Just, it is. Just yeah. proud to be part of it. You know. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because I've heard people in the past uh, kind of complain sometimes. You know about. Um, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you know, New Orleans. It's like a cultural Catholicism or something, right? Yeah, which is true. Is true. I think uh, you know, all across South Louisiana, we have cultural Catholicism. But mm-hmm. here's my take on it. In a sense, uh, because it's a, it's culturally uh, part of what we do and who we are. Right. Uh, in a sense, we're we're kind of catechized even even without our knowing it. Okay. That's right. And so when the Holy Spirit does zap you, <laughs> or kick you in the rear, right, uh, or grab a hold of your heart, yeah. Then in a sense, you've already been kind of catechized. You, you know what I'm saying? Have. You've got something. You've got something there. A and, lot uh, of times. Using words, it's right. around the table. It's around the table. It's around yeah. the table. A lot oh, of times yeah. I have been enlightened. It's around either my family table or I've been to some function. We're eating and mm-hmm. I'm listening and I'm blown away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Well, that's what I think it's what it's all about. I think God kind of uh, uh, hardwired us in a sense uh, to experience communion around the table, right? Y- food yep. food plays such an important role and, and scripture, mm-hmm. and it plays an important role in our lives. Of course, I mean, yeah, on a physical level, we have to eat three times a day, yep. right? Yep. Well, we don't have to, but but we do. That's three times a day. And um, yeah, there, I think there's a, a reason for that, right? We're, we're supposed to gather together. We're supposed to, to grow, not just, um, you know, our bodies growing, and mm-hmm. we need nourishment. We need all of that. We also but, need uh, that slowing down. Yeah. We're always encouraged, even, no matter who we are. And now we're eating on the run. We're eating on the go. We're eating to live instead of living to eat. Am I saying that right? I no, think, no, no, that's I think not right. So. I anyway, think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, but, but, but why not have it enjoyable? Why not have it, right. you know, as something that uh, uh, gets us rooted again? Well, you know, it's funny. There's a, uh, on the Catholic Foodie podcast, there's a bumper that I play, and it's a quote from uh, Jamie Oliver, right? Okay. And he says, you know, if you have to eat three meals a day to the day you die, you might as well be good at it. <laughs> hey, I like that. <laughs> but, I mean, it's true. It's like it, it's, it's kind of built in, right? This, right. this system, this para- the, these parameters are kind of built into our lives where we have an opportunity three times a day to get around the table. Yep. And, yep. The, and I think that the, the sad thing is, is that some of us, some, some families, have a hard time getting around the table even once a day. This is what we're trying to encourage. Let's get right. back to that. Let's get back to slowing down, getting around the table. I know I was fed uh, a lot uh, by my family around that table. Mm-hmm. Food was just a small portion of it. I oh, just yeah. remember to this day those conversations of what I learned, and that is so important, and that's really the most important part. And I think you, that you learn about each other. You, mm-hmm. you you grow, right? That's what, I guess, connecting is all about. Right. Communion is all about. You right. really get to know the other person. So let's take it a step beyond unwrapping the burgers and tacos, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> we have been talking. Let's, let's keep the theme going. This is the good all part. Right. This is where we're going to tell the folks, don't worry about pulling out a you know, pencil and paper, unless you're sitting at home. Right, right. Don't worry about pulling over because they can go to your website and get these That's recipes. Right. Yeah. Catholicfoodie.com. Catholicfoodie.com. You got all the uh, recipes are there. Uh, now, look, gonna, we've been drooling. We've been talking uh, uh, Lebanese and Greek food. Well, it's really hard not to think about Lebanese and Greek food with, you know, Greek Fest this weekend. So yep. what I decided to do, I'm going to share a couple of the, the, the Lebanese recipes that I have, you all know, right. stuff like, you know, hummus and, and the I love hummus. You know, what's really funny is, I mean, we, we've been making hummus at home for years. And it's like all of a sudden hummus has become this big deal, and so you can go to like Walmart. I haven't tried it. I haven't tried it until recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got, no, really, it's it's everywhere. But it was just suddenly when we came across it, it, was like, where has this been all my life? Right. And what I love about it is it's kind of a that's kind of a communal thing too. As the chimes go off here, that's right. Yeah. Welcome to Notre Dame. Okay, <laughs> so, so you you you're sitting. It's it's communal. You're sitting around this big puddle of wonderfulness, and, and yeah. you're dipping your your um your pita bread. Pita bread. Thank yeah. you. In, in it, and it, it it is so good. You have a recipe for this. I do. Yeah, and it's so it's so simple. A puddle of wonderfulness simple. is not a good description. Well, I'm sorry, but, but still, it's accurate. <laughs> okay. Nonetheless, you All know, right. uh, no, it really is. It's so simple to make, and uh, of course, when you go to um, the grocery now, I mean, you've got probably 16 different types, right? Yeah. Different flavors. They got roasted red pepper. Yeah. They've got you know, with 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 the garlic, and then they got the, the swirl of roasted tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, or a spinach. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've only at home we do it one way. You All know, right. we do it the way we like to do it. And, and it's and the that's traditional it. hummus. It's just a traditional hummus, okay. right? It's um, uh, not complicated at all. Uh, you need chickpeas, right? That's, chickpeas. You're talking like in a can? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, you can do a can, or you can also get get them dry. And but if you ha- if you use dry beans, you're going to have to um, cook them, soak them okay. overnight, and then you cook them and okay. soften them up, and then you can use them. Okay. Well, then uh, uh, you 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 tell me. You're the expert. What's well, better? They, well, either way. I mean, it's there, okay. there are a couple. Yeah, really. I'm there, going there are, can then. There are a couple of cans, a uh, couple of brands that I really like. And if, if they have them at the store, I'll certainly get them. It's a lot easier, especially yeah. when you're on the run, sure. to, to use the cans to, to make the hummus. Of course, you know, red beans, you want to cook those from scratch. Well, definitely. Yeah, but, definitely. but this is different. It's a little bit different. Okay. Yeah. Chickpeas. I mean, yeah, but you do taste a difference, though. If you were going to use the, the chickpeas that, that are dried and you, you, you have to soak them and cook them, mm-hmm. I think there is a definite really? difference to the taste. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's, it's in a sense, and it's weird to say it this way, but in a sense, it's, it's almost cleaner. You really? Know, the, it's the way it seems to me, anyway. Okay, I've noticed um, with the dried red beans. I'm getting way off topic here. I'm sorry. That's okay. With, it's beans. I noticed with the with the dried red beans, uh, when you do you know you do them you know, dry from scratch, they're sweeter. Oh yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the canned red beans are just not. Well, I've never so. tried it with canned red beans. Actually, I've never tried making red beans at oh, all like that. Okay. Um, Man, what are you? you you're like a, 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 a culinary faux pas or something. Yeah, you know? sorry about that. Okay, get back to the chicken. But anyway, here I am cooking with cans. Let's do cans, all right? Okay, it's let's easier. do it. Yeah, please. All right, so uh, for this hummus, you would need two cans of chickpeas, and those cans, I think, are about 16 ounces or something like all that. Right, I think, right. or 15.5, typical something like can? that. Yeah, your typical can. All right. Uh, you're going to need, and this is all, now, just like salsa or anything else, this is kind of to taste, okay? So, okay. When you're making this, you're going to want to taste it as you go along, adjust it uh, accordingly, you know, just okay. according to your taste. Uh, but we want to start with about uh, one-third cup of tahini. Now, tahini is ground sesame seeds. All right? okay. It's almost like peanut butter, except it's not peanuts, it's sesame seeds. So how am I buying this? Uh, it comes in a can. It's it a does can, it? can again. Yeah, okay. a can. Or a, or a, a you know a plastic container too, I guess. But yeah, it's if you go to your grocery store, typically tahini will be on the same aisle as like your Mexican food and other ethnic kind of. See, that's something I've yeah. yet to stumble across. Yeah, tahini. I'm it's, always uh, eating hummus done. So it, you, it's usually hmm. about. I mean, for a can, and I, I don't know how big a can is. Maybe uh, uh, twenty four ounces, something like okay. that. Um, it's going to be about. Six bucks, seven bucks, I think, for a can of tahini. But the tahini goes a long way. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. You can make right. lots of hummus with, with a can of tahini. All right. Okay, good. You know, but it adds that kind of uh, richness, uh, almost uh, milkiness, in a sense, to, to the hummus. Creaminess. You, creaminess. There yeah, you, you definitely definitely want the, the tahini. You're going to need uh, the juice of half a lemon to a whole lemon. And there, that, I found that's important. And there have been times that I've gone... Even to uh, one and a half lemons. Uh-huh. All right, it just depends again on the lemon. You, Gives you, it look that at, you know bite. what you like, right? Yeah. When you taste it, you know what you like. So yeah. you're trying to find that. Uh, to start, we're going to do a, a quarter cup of olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, uh, and then a quarter cup of water to start. All right, several cloves of garlic. I usually use four to five, depending on the size of the cloves. So one part of olive oil to one part of water. Right. Okay. To start. Quarter to cup. start. Right. Yeah. Okay. Quarter cup. And then uh, kosher salt and cayenne pepper. All right. Water, olive oil, garlic? Water, olive oil, garlic. How much garlic? Uh, I use four to five cloves. Depends on the size of the of the cloves. Okay. And, you know, sometimes if you get old garlic, it's just not as potent. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you got to play around with it. If you, okay. kinda, if, you, if you know your ingredients and you know how that garlic is, yeah. you know, some of the, I, I would tone it down to even three cloves if it was a really fresh... I could tell that, you all know, right. if it was going to be a strong. I'm going to uh, chop it garlic, up, or I'm yeah. just going to like smash it. No, we're going to do all this into in a Cuisinart, right? oh, or a food processor, something good. like that. Okay. 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 And so what you do is you wrench the your, your, the the two cans of chickpeas. Okay. You're going to take the the beans, uh, drain them, mm-hmm. and rinse them. Okay. Put them in the Cuisinart. Mm-hmm. Put the garlic in the Cuisinart. You're really putting everything in the Cuisinart. All right. right? Everything goes in there. You're going to pulse it, pulse it, pulse it. Combine it all. And uh, just check for consistency, because if you've had hummus before, you know what it's like. I like right? it creamy. You, yeah. know, you, you, you know what it's like. And so at that point, you're going to start adjusting. And that's when you might need to add uh, another half of a lemon. Okay. Uh, or you might need to add more olive oil. Now, I'm going to tell you, uh, don't be scared of the EVOO, okay? The <laughs> extra, extra virgin, virgin olive, olive oil, all right? All right? It's, it's, uh, it really is what brings this thing together, I think, the tahini and the olive oil. So, really? uh, those beans, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's going to make it uh, creamy. 
you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but even when you plate this, when you go to present it, mm-hmm. uh, you have a big tray or something you could put it on or some sort of a big plate. Yeah. Uh, we drizzle olive oil over the top. I've seen that, like a know? little puddle of it up it, there. Well, we got a big puddle in my house. Uh, all know? right. And it's good. We I, I like to go swimming in that. Okay. Uh, but a <laughs> big puddle. But I also what I do, too, is I when I do the, the salt and the cayenne, I start out slow. You know, I might do just a couple of uh, 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 pinches of salt, and then I'll do a half a teaspoon of cayenne, and then I'll I've taste it. I've never heard cayenne in hummus. And just if I've try, I'll try it, and, and it, if it's uh, off a little bit, I'll add more cayenne. I might add more salt or, or right. whatever. But in the end, and here's the thing, and this is you got pictures over at catholicfoodie.com. If you don't believe me, you can go check it out. Right. <laughs> but uh, when it's all said and done and I have presented it, I've plated it, uh, we, we do the olive oil on top. Yeah, yeah. I like to do some chopped parsley on top. And then we also take that cayenne, the bala cayenne. I don't even measure it. I just throw a sprinkle Is cayenne that right? I haven't done over it with the top. And you know idea. what? It's good? It's good. Okay. It looks like paprika, but it ain't paprika, folks. <laughs> Be That's careful. cayenne. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know what? Uh, give us another one. You, All right. You, we, can do, we, we were talking shawarma. Yeah. Right? We talked we talk shawarma. You want to do shawarma or you yeah. want to do tabbouleh? Shawarma. All right, let me let me get to the to, the. As he right, waits now, for here, his. Here's the, okay, you got here's it. the deal with, with shawarma. Okay, Lebanese chicken, and, I, and this recipe is over at CatholicFoodie.com. But here's the deal, you know, uh, to actually do shawarma at home is is very difficult. You'd have to have a spit first of all. I mean, right? I'm seeing these things stacked up a mile high yeah. at the restaurants. All right, 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 and okay. it's all it's all chicken, and it's it's chicken fat, and it's it's kind of all pressed together, and it's it's compressed, and then it's roasted, slow roasted, and yeah. so it almost becomes like one big chunk of something yes. they just slice off of that right yeah. that's what so chicken good. so it's hard to do that at home but this is sort of a uh i guess a um a, a knockoff recipe another way of getting that flavor getting that taste okay uh, but it's just a little bit different but you okay? can do it at home but you can do it at home right. that's right so here's what you need you need a pint of grape tomatoes halved uh one third cup of pitted kalamata olives uh four ounces of feta cheese coarsely crumbled a quarter cup of fresh mint leaves minced Half a bunch of green onions chopped, uh, three tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, one to two teaspoons of regular olive oil or coconut oil even, uh, coarse kosher salt and freshly ground black pepper to taste, cayenne to taste, and then two pounds of chicken thighs or even chicken breast will work, boneless. Boneless uh, chicken thighs? Sliced in, in, in strips. Yeah. All right. And so what you want to do, first of all, you're going to make the sauce. This is a sauce. It's uh, the tomatoes, the olives, the, the feta, the mint, the green onions, and then two to three tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil. Just put that all together into a glass bowl, a mixing bowl, season with salt and pepper, and then set that aside. Then what you want to do is heat a heavy-bottom skillet, like cast iron or stainless, over medium-high heat. Mm. Uh, coat with regular olive oil or coconut oil, something that's got a higher smoke point. Right, right? Right. And then you season the cutlets, these chicken cutlets here, with uh, salt and pepper and cayenne to taste. Taste. Okay. And then you're gonna throw the cutlets in a hot skillet and, and cook until it's cooked through. You know, cook it until it's cooked through, uh, about one or two minutes per side. And you want to do this in batches because if you're if you're using a couple of pounds of chicken, you're gonna probably have to do it in batches. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when you pull it, just set it aside on a plate, cover it with uh, foil or right. you know something to keep it warm Moist as you and... as you continue to cook the remaining uh, chicken in batches. And then basically at the end, what you want to do is just you serve the chicken on plates and you top it with that sauce, which okay. is like the tomato, the olive oil, the kalamata olives, the you mint, just mix all the that feta. Up? You mix it all up. It's delicious. And serve it with pita bread. It's uh, well, I would recommend serving it with uh, hummus and tabbouleh. <laughs> wow! All right, so you're 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 marinating. Okay, you're marinating it with the olive oil. Well, the chicken itself it marinated, right? The it is sauce not at is all. made. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. okay. So, so this is really quick and easy. Okay. I mean, it's like a quick, easy substitute for chicken shawarma. All right. Okay. That sounds wonderful. And when you cook it, you're talking about cooking in the pan. What if I wanted to do it on the grill? You can certainly do that. But I would, I if, that? I was, if I was going to do that, though, I would uh, not slice it ahead of time. Keep them whole and right. slice it at the end. Trick is keep it moist, right? Yeah. You just okay. got to make sure you keep it moist. All right. Well, that's a little preview of the uh, Greek festival. Yeah. yeah. Good All stuff. Right. Awesome. Well, that is this weekend, and oh boy, our guest next week, huh? Oh, yeah, we got some good stuff coming up, y'all. Yeah, very, very excited about that. Uh, Stay with us once again to welcome to Around the Table, and uh, we will see you guys next week.